Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 26th, 27th of March, 2023. I don't know. It's Monday, for God's sakes. Appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend. Check out patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. Lots of fun to be had there, show-related stuff and contests, which I'll announce the winner at the end of the show and then tell you who the new contest is between at the end of this program as well. I'm trying to get through this so we can get started. So let's do it. Lots of stuff going on. A bunch of things to get into. And you're sitting there and like, there's not one major overarching story right now. Unless you want to play the speculation game, which we've well established that I do not. I don't play that game. We're still on uh, watching and waiting. But uh, on the indictment watch. But I want to just for a second talk about this idea of equity that Democrats want. Because they give you, they show you who they are on occasion. If you just pay attention, <clears throat> you just watch, listen. And every once in a while, they just blurt it out. No, no, we're horrible people. Well, no, we, we forget equality. We want equity. They used to lie. It was the uh, the sheep's clothing that the wolf of communism put on to sneak in and say, no, 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 we're all about equality. You're not about equality. You're about equity. Equality is the starting line. Equity is the finish line. If you want equality, you want people to be treated the same way, regardless of where they come from. That's the whole race, actually. It's not just the starting line. It's the entire race. Equity is the finish line. They want to control the outcome. They want to pick winners and losers. And you think, well, they want to do it uh, based on race or gender or sexual orientation. No, they really don't. They, they, they couch it under those guises, but they really want it to be their friends, their chosen individuals. Because I promise you, if a conservative gay person, if a Rick Grinnell gets into the race. They don't They don't want Rick Grinnell to cross the finish line in any way, shape, or form where he runs the risk of making the podium. He's an anomaly. He's a fraud. He's a sellout. He's a whatever because he dares to defy what they demand gay people think, that sort of thing. So uh, they, they don't really believe what they preach, if you listen beyond what they preach, the concepts, they don't really talk about it, it's, it's straight up communism. It really is. Punish everybody to each according to their need, from each according to their ability, whatever. It's nonstop communism, fascism, socialism, whatever you, whatever you want to slap on it. And we have this example of it. Look, look, we just had that horrible accident in Baltimore. Six construction workers killed. There's a lot of people wondering, hey, would uh, would things have been different if there had been more speed cameras? And that's the answer to everything. Anytime, I don't think so. Look, if you're inclined to... Sp All you got to do, by the way, they don't have to park mobile... Sp Whenever I drive around Maryland, I see construction. I immediately look, because I don't really drive during the 
I guess I drive. I don't drive on the freeways during the day that much. You look on the side of the road where the construction is, and you always see that pickup truck sitting there on the shoulder, and you go, "All right, I got to slow down," because that means that there's a camera attached to the front bumper. Everybody's seen it, and there's nothing more annoying than that flash bulb going off in your rearview mirror, even when you're not speeding, but somebody next to you is, and you just go, "I don't." There's a possibility I'm going to get a notification because these camera systems suck and then everybody in the frame gets a notification and it'll come two weeks later and you'll go, I I must have been speeding. I don't remember speeding, but whatever. It's It's a racket. It's a scam. But it does, for some people, cause them to go, I better slow down. I better slow down. So in that sense, if you want to park one of those things near construction zones, that's fine. If you just want to park some, the construction zone is not being constructed nobody's doing anything and it's a saturday afternoon you should probably move the truck but they it's about revenue generation it has nothing to do with safety it's all they care about why because they're planning on and trying to put all across the country they're trying to put these speed cameras everywhere oh it's for safety it's for safety that's maybe a side effect maybe a side effect that's it. You know, it's the uh, what is it? Ozempic. Ozempic is meant to, is that, that's what it's called. I think it's called Ozempic. It's a, the the diabetic drug. I think it's like, an, I don't know if it's an insulin or whatever the hell it is, but it's for, for diabetes. And you can't find it now because Hollywood has discovered that if you, it's an appetite suppressant. Rather than just not eating as much, it's an app. If you give yourself this shot, however many times a day or week you have to give yourself this shot, it it suppresses your appetite. It's a side effect of it. It's an unintended consequence of what the thing is. Safety, when it comes to speed cameras, is an unintended side. It's a convenient side effect, but it's an unintended one. They go, oh, we're not doing this for revenue. We're doing this for. for the safety of people. Really? Because I just drove past a, a speed camera that's fully functioning at 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, is there a lot of construction going on at 2 o'clock in the morning? I don't think there is. Well, Washington, D.C. is kind of letting the cat out of the bag. Because, look, trust you, if you live in the Baltimore area, the horrible accident is going to lead to more speed cameras. But then everything was going to lead to more speed cameras. They were trying to put more speed cameras out there. It's just how it works. Now we come to the next step. Washington, D.C. This is from the D.C.ist. The number of traffic cameras in D.C. could more than triple over the next few years, while spending on government programs and hiring will be scaled back under a proposed 2024 budget, Mayor Muriel Bowser unveiled Wednesday. Her $19.7 billion plan $10.6 billion of which is for local programs. The remainder for federal initiatives like Medicaid. It's not a federal, it's a joint state, local and, and federal thing, but that's beside the point. But they go on to, you don't need to know the inner workings of the budget. In the budget, there are proposals, and I don't know if it'll get through this time, but it will get through. And it will spread. So it's more controversial 
controversially. Bowser wants to use more than half a billion dollars worth of revenue from planned expansion of traffic cameras, which targets speeding, red light running, stop sign violations, and more, to help close the four-year budget gap. Under a traffic safety plan approved by the D.C. Council, the number of cameras across the city is expected to leap from 140 to almost 500 in the coming years. But Bowser is also creating a task force to consider options on how to mitigate the cost, the steep cost of traffic camera fines on low-income drivers, including a possible sliding scale of fines depending on income. Meaning speeding, if you go 10 over in the camera, it's usually set at 5 over, but if you go 10 miles over the speed limit, you're doing 35 and a 25. Let's just say it's a $100 fine, but what if you're a rich guy? Well, then it'd be a, would it be a $200 fine? Or would it still be a $100 fine, but because you're uh, making minimum wage... Your fine is only $20. Do you see how this... Now, Democrats have always been for a two-tier justice system, for them and for everybody else. They always have been. What Donald Trump is allegedly being investigated for in New York is mislabeling payments, uh, legal payments, business payments, as legal payments rather than for personal issue. Mislabeling them is the important part. That's what Hillary Clinton did in 2016 with the Steele dossier. She paid a million dollars to a law firm, Perkins Coie, to get the Steele dossier. It was expressly for the Steele dossier. It was for opposition research, but they just, they just labeled it as legal fees because they wanted to hide it. They wanted six degrees of separation. If you remember when the Steele dossier first came out, when BuzzFeed and then Jake Tapper said, well, here it is. We don't know if it's true or not, but in the interest of award-winning journalism, not knowing if something's true or not is not about to stop us from reporting it. Here's this information. There was a good six months or so where nobody knew where the Steele dossier came from. You know, it was Democrats. Who else would waste their time? But where did it come from specifically and who paid for the Steele dossier? It was always, they tried desperately to obscure that. They tried, they tried desperately to obscure that. They tried to blame the Washington Free Beacon for it. Oh, they, they, the Washington Free Beacon started this and then uh, Democrats just came along and picked it up. No, that's not true. It was general opposition research it wasn't lying overseas speculation but they didn't care they needed to deflect and then eventually under oath when they finally got somebody from the clinton campaign under oath and they could no longer deny it after there had been wild open speculation in the media for months and months and months about who funded the steel dossier when they could no longer deny it then the clinton campaign said yes we we did pay for it now, there had been a thorough investigation and examination of the books of the Clinton campaign to see where their money came from, where their money went. And they're all like, uh, we don't know. We don't see anything in there because it was just legal services, as it was labeled. They hid it. They cheated. 
They gamed the system. And no charges were brought. No charges were brought whatsoever. Why? Because Hillary Clinton is a Democrat, of course. Donald Trump is a Republican. It's amazing. I, I, I wonder what would have happened. Can you imagine what would have happened if when Donald Trump came down that escalator on June 15th, 2015, I think it was, if he had announced that he was seeking the nomination for president of the Democrat Party rather than the Republican Party. And he did everything else the same, and the outcome, I mean, obviously he would have beaten, had to have beaten Hillary in the primary, and he would have had to have beaten whoever the Republicans would have come up with. But if he were a Democrat president, he'd been a Democrat most of his life. A lot of his beliefs used to be, you know, they're, they're, there were conservative Democrats. But the party's gone so far left. I wonder how different things would be if he'd have just said all the same things, but he's running as a Democrat and he wins. He'd be a lot richer, that's for sure. He'd probably have a tendered position at NYU or Columbia or Harvard or something by now. Anyway, the Democrats did exactly what Donald Trump did. And the Justice Department looked into it and said, nothing to see here. Oh, they they mislabeled things. They mislabeled things. Who cares? Whatever. So you sit there and you get this situation where the unintended consequence, where they, the obfuscation, they tell you one thing, they do something else. They tell you one thing, they do something else. All in the advancement of the liberal agenda. All of it. So they'll tell you, we want to add more cameras for safety's sake. Okay, no, you, you just want to close budget gaps. It's right there in the reporting. You want to close the budget gap. But we're going to fine, we're going to treat people differently, a two-track justice system. Your punishment will be determined by how successful you are in life. And how successful you are in life is determined by how hard you work, how smart you are, and the good decisions that you make. If you make bad decisions, you will be treated better. Isn't that a bit perverse? Wouldn't it be better to, I don't know, maybe give everybody kind of a a pass on the first time? Or a, you know, it's a $100 fine normally, but since this is the first time you've gotten a ticket, if you want to, I don't advocate for any of this because I think that the camera system is a scam. But there you go. The first time it's twenty bucks, right? Normally it's a hundred bucks. You get a first time twenty buck fine for everybody, anybody. That gives you a heads up that you're going to get caught. Gives you the warning. First one's not free, but the first one certainly you got a coupon for it. Then it goes up from there. Then there is no cap. If you are continually rolling around like an idiot, because I promise you there's going to come a point at which the people who are making minimum wage are going to go, well, I can't afford 100 bucks, so I'm not going to get that next speeding ticket. And the rich lawyer guy is going to go, 100 bucks, man. I, <laughs> I blow my nose in those and throw those out there. So they will go up and they will end up paying more. There are plenty of ways to go about what Democrats want or claim to want in a way that isn't creating a two-tiered justice system that also protects people and all the other things they claim that they want. But what they really want is the money. They really want the division. They really want the us versus them. 
Normally, they take our money and buy votes from people with it. Now they want to buy votes from people with their own money by not taking as much of it if you are the right type of person. Now, I don't know how this would work. I can't imagine it. We're in Washington, D.C. Not that many people actually live in Washington, D.C. People live in Maryland and Virginia and commute to Washington, D.C. How they're going to get income information from the people driving in D.C., let alone the people from outside of D.C., remains a mystery. But it's not like they won't try and it's not like they really give a damn about privacy or rights or anything like that. They'll just make it up. Is it the driver of the car's income? Is it the owner of the car's income? All of these questions have to be answered. And you sit there and you go, well, they'll never come up with a solution. You're assuming they will demand a solution that makes sense and that is just. They don't care. They want more money, period, end of story. They're going to come for everybody eventually, but they have to start somewhere. They always start with the rich and say, well, that's all we're doing. Remember the Spanish-American War tax on phones? It was only to fund the Spanish-American War. It was only on people with phones. And at the time of the Spanish-American War, there were only a few thousand people in the whole country who had phones. It was the rich. That tax lasted like 112 years. Everybody with a phone paid it long after the Spanish-American War did. Why? Because the government wanted the money. It starts somewhere where everybody goes, yeah, get them. Then you end up getting yourself. Uh, by the way, I, I this morning I'm I'm sitting there on Twitter and Netflix has a series called Queen Charlotte coming out. This is apropos of nothing, but it, it net about uh, Queen Charlotte. Now, what do I know about Queen Charlotte? I know nothing about Queen Charlotte. I'm not British. I don't really care about the history of royalty, to be perfectly honest with you. But it's that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is uh, let's see, Queen Charlotte of Mecklenburg Streitels or something. I don't I don't know. She's Queen of Great Britain and Ireland, wife of King George the Third, so she was his uh, main squeeze during the American Revolution. Born seventeen forty four in Alf Deutschland, died in eighteen eighteen in the UK. November seventeenth, if you're playing the home game. Uh just so you know. Most people born in Germany in 1744 were Caucasians. They just were. But the Netflix series now has <laughs> has a black woman playing Queen Charlotte. Now, I don't care. I'm not going to watch it either way. I, I, I haven't watched The Crown. I'm not one of those guys like, oh, you know, I don't even know what they call those people anymore. The... the the people who obsess over royalty. I, I ain't one of them. But I find it curious that this is being celebrated. And this is a wonderful, oh, it's it's great. It's non-traditional casting. And apparently there's some weird speculation that she, she maybe she was black because a couple of the paintings, and you're like, what? She's German. Okay, just calm down. All right, first, if, if she was black and King George III married her then can you really sit around and talk about how fundamentally racist the uk because the same stuff that the left spews about this country they spew about the uk britain england however whatever you want to call it whatever way you want to slice it up 
they say the same thing. That's fundamentally racist. Oh, my God, they're horrible colonialists, blah, 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 blah. Well, if the royal family back in the, uh, they got married in 1761, uh, the royal family back in 1761 was like, you know, celebrate diversity. Come on, let's, then maybe they don't have much of an argument, but that's not why they're doing it. They're doing it sort of to to rewrite history. They want to change history. They also have these stupid requirements now for awards, for even even not even for rewards, but various companies are trying to outwoke each other in Hollywood where they go, we need a certain number. We need a, a celebrate diversity cast, diverse casting. We need it. And so you go, all right, we've got... Um, these are, it's it's a drama set in the year 1000 in England. Not a lot of black people there, but we're going to do uh, 20% black, uh, 20% Asian. We're going to do a multi-diverse casting. And you go, let's, it's, what's more important? Historical accuracy, accuracy in general in storytelling, the truth, reality, or liberal sensibilities in the, the 21st century. And the answer to the left is always liberal sensibilities, regardless of the circumstance. Liberal sensibilities, forever and ever and ever. So then imagine, in, uh, I don't know, 10 years since they sent to remake movies pretty quickly. Imagine Black Panther with a multi-ethnic cast, or even just mostly a uh, a, a transgender an Asian cast. How do you think that would go over? Would the Celebrate Diversity crowd be conga lining down the street going, oh, we've got so much diversity here. We're ready to celebrate. You think that would happen? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say probably not. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, no, I'm going to actually bet the mortgage on no, they won't. Because it's different, you see. We're going to remake... Roots with a diverse cast and diverse casting and casting without. I don't care. I'm not, like I say, I'm not going to watch any of this. I'm not offended by it. I just can't help but laugh at the hypocrisy and the double standards. That's what bothers me. The, the fact that a, a black actress is playing Queen Charlotte. Like, honestly, I don't know that I've ever heard of Queen Charlotte before right now. I heard I knew King George the Third. I assumed he was married, and uh, I didn't know who his wife was because who cares, right? So I just it, it cracks me up when they do this because this reminds me of I can't remember the name of the movie, but Char- Scarlett Johansson. What do we hear? We need representation in Hollywood. Representation. I can't sit there and watch a movie. Unless there's somebody who looks like me up on this. My story is not reflected on the screen. Well, it's because you're boring and stupid. You know, who cares? You Do something interesting. Do something and tell, do something amazing. Not everybody's life needs to be, you know, a smashing autobiography and an Oscar-winning screenplay. Most people are pretty damn boring in the grand scheme of things. And you know what? The vast majority of them are quite okay with that. Most people just want to be able to get through the work week and then have a nice weekend with their friends and family. They don't look around and go, why is it unfair that the Kardashians get to do this and I don't get to do that? Most people don't give a damn about the Kardashians. In our culture, one political party looks at 
a bunch of people and says it's it's unfair that they're doing this that and the other. it's the basis the jealousy party that's really what they are the jealousy and envy party is what the democrats have become it's the basis for the fines that i was just talking about uh, we need to find people based on their ability to pay wow lenin couldn't have put it any better it's amazing that's really seriously what they want. Karl Marx says this, and therefore that's going to be dictating the terms of our penal system in, in the fine form for now. It's garbage. It's crap. But there was that Scarlett Johansson movie where there, she probably thought people were going to be very excited. Now, if you're looking for the Scarlett Johansson movie, it never got made. She was going to play a trans woman, meaning a dude dressed as a woman. Or maybe she was going to play a trans... I don't know. Whatever it was, she was going to be... Uh, it was a trans story. It was big news until, of course, the Alphabet Mafia found out about it. Oh my goodness, how dare you. This is, why wouldn't this role go to a trans person? Okay, you want, you want the role to go to a trans person? That's fine. Uh, you're not going to get the $20 million budget to make the movie. You'll get, you know, I don't know, you probably raise a million bucks off that. But good luck. It'll play in three art houses and be quickly forgotten. Congratulations if you want that. But if you want a movie that uh, raises awareness or whatever the hell it is that they claim that they care about at a moment until they get what they want and then they change, having a star like Scarlett Johansson gets it in theaters. Doesn't matter that nobody wants this story and most people who go see a Scarlett Johansson movie won't go watch her play dress up as a dude. That's beside the point. You'll get the money. Well, the outrage was such that Scarlett Johansson said, you know what, you're right. The trans actress should play this or trans actor or whatever, trans person. I will drop out of the project. And the project then immediately died because why the hell would anybody make that? Nobody wants to see that movie. They'd see a Scarlett Johansson movie. So they got what they wanted. And what they really wanted was the ability to run around and go, there aren't stories of trans people on the screen. Like you just had the opportunity for one and you killed it. No, but you don't understand. I do understand. You, you want everything. All you really want to do is whine and complain. That's what you want. That's what you want. By the way, it's weird because they say, well, a trans person should play this role. Okay, well, then what about the trans actors who play non-trans roles? What about that? Now, that's different. You got It's kind of funny because there are trans actors. Laverne Cox is one of them. There's that, um, God, Laverne, the problem with Laverne Cox is uh, and I think he's gone through all the surgeries and everything. He was just in that movie about the the big fake faker woman, whatever it was, the Netflix series. Horrible actor, horrible. Cannot act at all. Just awful. Hey, honey, you know they don't know what they've got in you. Like, oh my God, you're just a terrible, terrible actor. Terrible at this. But the Tuck rule applies. And that trumps everything else. Ability doesn't matter. Skills, merit, out the window. And so uh, Laverne Cox, man, was playing a woman in this. And a really superfluous, unnecessary role. The show probably could have been a lot better without it, especially since Laverne Cox can't act. 
But there was no outrage. Straight actresses going, wait a second. Wait a moment. Why is there a man playing this role? This role should be reserved for women. It's a role for a woman. Real women, blah, 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 blah. There was no such thing. If you had said anything of the sort, you likely would have been in, in charged with the hate crime. Excommunicated from the Holy Church of Progressivism. That's the world that they live in. That's the world that they create. And so, yeah, it's kind of interesting how these things work. Meanwhile, by the way, since we're on this issue, I love this story. Men, men make the best women, not in any way that women matter, but men are better at being, and maybe not the best women, that might not be the right way to put it, but they're, men are better at being women than women are in a lot of ways, apparently, because you got Rachel Levine winning Woman of the Year, and then you've got this story, UK Daily Mail, March 21st, 2023. A transgender legislator from Minnesota who was the only, who was only elected three months ago has been named the state's Woman of the Year honoree by USA Today. Lee Fink, or Finky, I don't know, there's an E on the end, but who cares. A former academic journalist and author, of course, of course, and walking stereotype of everything you can possibly imagine about the progressive left was voted into her heavily left-leaning district in the Twin Cities metro area last November with 81% of the ballot. Yay, award people with mental issues, pink hair. It's not, it's not just that this adult human being says, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. It's that he acts like he's a 15-year-old girl. I've got, you color your hair pink, like cotton candy pink. You're not a serious person. You have mental problems, okay? If after your 25th birthday you're doing this stuff for, uh, you know, whatever, you're out of college for, I'll give you six months after you graduate. That's like when you're supposed to start paying back your student loans. And that's when you got to get rid of the green hair, the blue hair, the pink hair, whatever. You can bust it out on Halloween, but that's it. But a grown-ass man pretending to be a woman coloring his hair pink sorry you're there's something wrong with you but of course the idiots in the district 81 percent of them said now let's reward this mentally unstable person she i'm gonna have to change the pronouns he was honored alongside several other people including former first lady michelle obama another trans (laughs) look at her arms and uh, the United States women's soccer team. Did the women's soccer team do anything last year? Or this? They won a couple years ago. Like, at a certain point, don't we have to stop? Aren't there other teams of women who've done something? Aren't there other women? Forever? Hey, three years ago, the women won the World Women's World Cup. Congratulations. So we're going to make them women of the year for five consecutive years. Really? There's no... NBA women's basketball tournament winning team that deserves nothing. No, no women's team has won anything. No women in sports have done anything. You just, again, you get uh, Megan Rapinoe, another one of those people who are like too old for pink hair. And it's because they're overindulged. This is what you get when you're overindulged. When you tuck it back and you, this legislator goes, hey, man, I'm a woman. 
Can't you tell by the pink hair? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, you're damn right. You want to arm wrestle? <laughs> Fink is the first transgender legislator to be elected in the state, which is part of why the paper chose to honor her. Not an accomplishment. Existing is not an accomplishment. And if you're in a district where somebody as mutated as this weirdo and as defective as this person mentally can win 81% of the vote, it's not an accomplishment. It's a tap and putt. The vast majority of those people, this is probably a college area where a lot of professors live and a lot of wealthy lawyers and Democrat legislators live. They they voted for this person because they're trans. That's kind of the district that this is. Oh, I'm so, we have a trans legislator. They're terrible. I uh, had a complaint. I tried to contact the office to get something done, and nothing happened. It was They actually just hung up on me. They weren't sure how the phones worked. Wildly ineffective as a legislator. Horrible at constituent relations, but trans. So, you know. Fink transitioned in 2017. While the, later, while the state's lieutenant governor... Peggy Flanagan praised the award. Some were less than thrilled, including former White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany, who wondered what will ever be left for biological females. Well, not much. (laughs) Not much. That's it. This is the world that the left is creating for everybody. And that's sick it's wrong as a father of two daughters you're sitting there and you're going this is messed up this is problematic now there is some sanity on this front fear not it's not all crazy leftism cnn begrudgingly reports world athletics has announced a new rule on thursday impacting transgender women athletes again transgender women are women then why the prefix all right Tall men are men. Average height men are men. Short men are men. You don't have to go and differentiate between them because they're really men. But you got to put the trans in there. So, you know, trans men are men. Except for the vagina and the breasts and the ovaries and the the cervix and all that. But other than that, trans men are men. Really? Because men have to get prostate exams. Well, I mean, uh, trans trans men don't have to. Why? They're men, and men have to do this. Oh, you're just trying to confuse people. I'm not the one bastardizing the language for political convenience. The World Athletics, uh, uh, Athletics announced a new rule on Tuesday impacting transgender women athletes, banning some from competition in female track and field events. The announced regulations will come into force on March 31st. Prohibit athletes who have gone through what uh, the World Athletics called male puberty. <laughs> yeah. From participating in female world ranking competitions, WA said the exclusion would apply to male to female transgender athletes who have been through male puberty. Quote, decisions are always difficult when they involve conflicting needs and rights between different groups. 
They're different. What do you mean different groups? There's this is within one group. It's amongst women, right? Women are women, and transgender women are women, and blah 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 blah. No, the tap dance, the kabuki theater that these people go through to try and hide reality is really something to behold. Uh, between different groups, but we continue to take the view that we must maintain fairness for female athletes above all considerations. Well, female athletes, women are women, female, but real women. See, they don't want to offend, but they have no choice but to offend because to some people, they're called the mentally unstable. Reality offends. If reality offends you, might I suggest you seek counseling of some sort and do so in a hurry for your own good. So this trans issue, they just are going nuts with this in the left. Women of the year. Men are better at being women than women are. Men get celebrated. It's amazing. Well, Hillary Clinton, I guess, well, the last woman to be celebrated for just being a woman by the left, I think, was Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, Derek. What about uh, what about what's her face, uh, Kamala Harris? What about uh, Ketanji Brown Jack? No, no, they weren't celebrated just for being a woman. They were celebrated for being women of color. Women of color. That's why they were celebrated, not because of anything else. It was just because they they sit down to pee. That wasn't worthy of celebration. So Hillary Clinton because it's white privilege, was, I think, the last woman that the left celebrated for simply being a woman. Since then, it's been men, baby. We've been winning left and right. Rachel Levine, man of the year for USA Today last year. And now, on a state level, we're dominating on the state level, too. Sooner or later, all of the best award-winning women are going to be men. It's just so sad. Nobel Prize awarded to Barack Obama because he woke up one day and he's, oh, I'm president of the United States and I'm not George W. Bush. Well, that's worthy of, of note. We must sell. You're also not white. So we'll celebrate all of these things. When was the, maybe Hillary Clinton was the last person who was celebrated simply for who they are without other caveats, without there being other qualifications. By the way, you look at this weirdo. Of course, he's he's got the pink hair, like I said, and he's got tattoos all over his arms. Not, not big tattoos, not you know like sleeve tattoos. Let's see if I can zoom in on this. He's one of those idiots. Here's a pro tip for anybody. I mean, obviously, you don't want to date a middle-aged dude with pink hair who wears a dress. That's taken care of. That's obvious. But people with complete sentences tattooed on their body particularly visible parts of their body you probably don't want to date either just saying this dude i don't know i can't we just keep fighting it says on the uh, left forearm and then underneath it is uh, something that i can't read it's too small but you gotta love that the tattoos uh, the the full sentences on the arms weirdo You're, there's something wrong like is it any shock if you found out that somebody with like 
especially if there's a misspelling, run away. But is there any shock where somebody's like got words written all over their things and they're like, you know what? Uh, you're you're a weirdo. You're mentally unstable. There's something fundamentally wrong with you. <laughs> the United States House, by the way, the USA Today is just giving out women of the year for being women. The entirety of the United States House of Representatives, which rec- elected a record number of women, was also honored. <laughs> Fink even acknowledged how recently she had ascended in politics in a tweet commenting or yeah commenting on the award over the weekend quote as an elected official i'm sorry i've got to do it in my my uh translating voice as an elected official i recognize that i just got here the faith that has been put but uh, put in my uh, put in me as instead it says my but put in my by my district i mean when you when you're celebrated for anything but accomplishment can we really expect you to have proper spelling skills the faith that has been put in my by my district by the queer community is your district like 90 percent gay or something or do you do you represent straight people too can you represent straight people i don't know i don't know the rules now all i know is i don't care but by by the queer community and by my colleagues at the capitol has been life-giving what are you saying you were mentally unstable and ready to commit suicide unless you won this election or you're somehow defying all rules of nature and biology and now are pregnant because you won election i don't know which life-giving i've only begun to fathom how much my life has changed for the better over the past year Oh, I think it just if you transitioned in 2017 and had anything surgically removed, I'd say your life changed more dramatically before then, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Celebrating trans. Meanwhile, in um, Nebraska, now I'll save the Nebraska lady for a second. There's a bill in the House of Representatives that passed the, the Republicans... It's a parental bill of rights in education. It's exactly what you think it is. It's don't indoctrinate kids. Leave your sick sexual perversions out of it. Leave the children alone. Stop being a sick weirdo freak who desperately wants to tell children about sex, gay sex in particular, but any kind of sex. Just leave them out of it. They're kids. It's a kind of it's a bill that says don't do what a normal parent would want to beat holy hell out of you for doing. You know, if they caught you doing it, if, if you you did it in a Walmart parking, if you had this conversation in a Walmart parking lot, you shouldn't and you you'd go to jail for it. You shouldn't be having this conversation in a, uh, a classroom. Just leave this stuff out of it, okay? Leave the children, leave the elementary school kids alone. And, of course, this wildly offends Democrats who would much rather, hell, I mean, if, if, if there was a member of the Alphabet Mafia who basically, I mean, they want to butcher the bodies of children. If they said the child rape should be legal, and we're not that far away. We've got, we're changing pedophile 
The left is trying to change pedophile to minor attracted persons, right? That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to normalize everything. It's bizarre. It's sick. It's gross. So it's only a matter of time that they, they do that. So they, they took to the floor of the House of Representatives to lambast, to decry what Republicans were trying to do is just basically let kids be kids. Akeem Jeffries is the leader of the Democrats in the House of Representatives. He, too, is historic because he is a black man. He's also an idiot. His family is a long family of racists. He's a racist. His uncle is a famous racist who uh, is a college professor in New York because, of course, he is, who has this theory that black people are the sun people and they're superior to the moon people. And It's just, look it up. Look up Akeem Jeffries' uncle and you just sit there and you go, my God, how did these people not vomit uncontrollably and he goes well they don't not only don't do that they they reward this sort of behavior he's on the floor of the the house of representatives wildly upset at the prospect that unionized teachers i.e major democrat party donors might soon not be able to try to groom children into sexual perversion sexual confusion and frankly, sexual partnership, because it's only a matter of time that they get to that minor attracted. Once the pedophiles start realizing the power of political donations or whatever, or if there are trans pedophiles, look out. I can't wait for the first Democrat to go, this bill will hit the trans community particularly hard, especially trans pedophiles of color or something like that. I can't wait till somebody utters that sentence. Anyway, this is the leader of the Democrats. When you hear this, you'll go, how's anybody supposed to, to deal with these people? The answer is you don't. Over parents, Bill is all about. Their educational agenda is pretty simple. They want to ban books. They want to bully the LGBTQ plus community. They want to bring guns into classrooms, kindergarten and above. That's their educational agenda. That's their educational agenda. They want to kill children. You guys want to rape children, okay? Can we? Well, what? You can't say that. Well, why not? I mean, we're not bound by reality, and hell, the, the child molesters out there are Democrats, so let's just call it what it is, right? Why not? You want to ban books. The No books are being banned. You guys are rewriting books and or banning books because they portray various groups that you care about in a way that was historically accurate when the text was written, but now make people uncomfortable because you are making a whole bunch of a whole generation of whiny little spoiled entitled indulged brats. How about that? They want to ban this. They want to bully the LGBTQ community. You got I bet you know gay people. Probably have gay friends or family members. Talk to them. Talk to them. Find out how, do a little informal survey. See how many of them, show just pick any video you want of a grown man in ladies' lingerie stripping, dancing around, grinding in the face of children. And just ask a normal gay man or lesbian woman, does this represent you? Do you feel a kinship, a bond with this person because you're members of the same community? 
And I promise you, you will find maybe one, probably negative people, who go, yeah, no, that represents me perfectly. I think we should be sexualizing children. You probably won't find anybody. But because of political expediency, Democrats lump everybody together. It's useful to say this group versus that group versus the other group on their own. The trans, let's butcher the bodies of young children community. Let me grind my crotch into your seven-year-old's face community. Alone, the T would not elicit a whole lot of sympathy. So you have to lump them all in together. And you go, no, no, they're the LGBTQ plus IA, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's all of them. Well, there's a huge difference between the average gay man and the average dude who wants to grind on a child. It's a huge, huge difference. But the left won't separate them out. And the left doesn't give a damn that if you polled gay people, they'd all go, that's, that's not right. If you did that to my kid, I'd beat the hell out of you. Next comes Hank Johnson. Remember Hank Johnson? Hank Johnson was the genius Democrat who was afraid that Guam was going to tip over because he's a moron. He keeps getting reelected, so the people he represents have to be dumber than him. They have to be dumber than him. You can't go, you know what, I want to send somebody to Washington, D.C. who's wildly ineffective. Never gets anything done. I mean, and makes me look like a complete jackass for having voted for him. He's got his own thoughts on the Parental Bill of Rights. Democrats are terrified by this. believe that the insurrection of January 6th was not an insurrection. It was just a, a tourist visit. And they want you to believe that the tooth fairy is woke and anti-Christian. And they also want you to believe that they will find something incriminating in Hunter Biden's laptop. And they also want you to believe that there are some chilling of parents' fundamental rights by the Biden administration. There's absolutely no evidence to support the MAGA conspiracy theory. He supports child molesters. He does. I mean, you can kind of tell by his voice, right? And then we have AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She was down. She was talking with her hands. I think she was culturally appropriating Italian culture, to be honest with you. She was very upset. She gave an animated speech that showed that she's even dumber than, well, you thought. She doesn't understand anything, really. They are asking the Republican Party to keep culture wars out of classrooms. Our children need urgent and aggressive educational solutions. The American Library Association coming out against this Republican proposal. When we talk about progressive values... I can say what my progressive value is, and that is freedom over fascism. Thank Gentleman's you very much. time has expired. I am for freedom over fascism. I am with the libraries. I support the libraries. Freedom over fascism. And I think everybody who supports this bill should be rounded up and put into some sort of camp and worked until they are dead because they are fascists. We should use the power of government to impose our will on corporate America and use corporate America as a partner to force our will on the people here. Because I oppose fascism. Really? You, do you oppose lung cancer by smoking? Do you oppose 
opioids by snorting fentanyl-laced blow? Because you, you, you oppose fascism by fascism, lady. Just saying. Dumbass. Since we're on the uh, transgender issue, I'm going to tell you about what's going on. A bunch of states are passing things to protect children. To protect children from liberal, woke-ass, broke-ass, mentally deficient parents and an education system replete with, but not overrun necessarily, leftists, activists who wish to confuse. We've heard stories, lawsuits. Oh, the teachers convinced me that I had gender dysphoria, et cetera, et cetera. And the left always goes, poo-poo, you couldn't possibly. You couldn't possibly do that. There's no way. Nobody would ever lie about that, and it is impossible to convince somebody who has no real grasp of what it is to be male or female or masculine or feminine or anything. You could never convince anybody like that. But they'll convince you that if you call somebody fat, you've essentially driven them to suicide. You, you, can, you can drive somebody to kill themselves immediately by saying, I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying there. That's bullying. You need trigger warnings for anything political that you disagree with. But you could never in a million years convince somebody they are not the gender they are before they really understand what gender they are. And no doctor would ever ever perform body modification surgery on a child and whatever except for all the times that they did except for all the times that they did it they would never ever do it and you know they haven't studied and have no idea the long-term impacts of hormones puberty blockers chemical castor all this stuff whether it can be reversed or not what's weird is all these people who believe in science say oh no puberty blockers are perfect there's no harm in puberty blockers you can just stop taking them well you've only been doing it for about 20 minutes so i'm not really sure you have the long-term studies on that one you've got long-term study after long-term study that turned out to be wrong about the future of the climate and the dangers of climate change and then it just didn't come to pass and you ignore those but you've got a study that isn't actually even a study it's anecdotes from about five minutes ago and you make declarative statements about the impossibility of the concept even though there are Thousands and thousands of kids who are telling you, no, I was bullied into this. I was pressured into this. They're sick, sick, sick people. Well, one of the states that's acting to protect children is Nebraska. These are all red states. There isn't a, a it's amazing. You got what? 0.001% of the population at best would identify as trans. Oh, I'm totally trans. Yeah, that's it. And the Democratic Party is catering to them. Is catering to them at the expense of the 99.999% of the population. They're acting to protect them. They're legis- they say they're acting to protect them. They're not. They're acting to oppress the rest. Nobody's calling for violence. Nobody's calling for death. Nobody's calling for imprisonment. Well, actually, the left would love to if you used the wrong pronouns. And they'll get there. They'll get there. But the reality of the situation is that the left is trying to legislate to the lowest common denominator. That's what they're doing. And since the federal government has too many Democrats 
in it. Children have to be protected from these horrible parents and these groomers at the state level, which is fine, which is fine. It's just not portrayed that way. It, uh, let's see, Nebraska has the AP headline, Nebraska trans health bill advances despite filibuster vow. The Nebraska legislature voted Thursday to advance a contentious bill. It's contentious. Did you hear anything that Democrats rammed through when they controlled the House and the Senate and the White House last two years? Described as contentious because Republicans opposed it. Did you? You didn't. You didn't. Go ahead, do your Google searches. You didn't hear it. But because Republicans are advancing something Democrats don't like, it's contentious, controversial, those sorts of words. Advance a contentious bill that would ban gender-affirming care for minors, despite threats from lawmakers that they would filibuster the rest of the session. Temper tension. Gender-affirming care for minors. I was told on good authority by these same little Nazis that they do not butcher the bodies of children. Then what is gender-affirming care? A pat on the head and a lollipop and, oh, you're a girl, but you think you're a boy, so here's a G.I. Joe? No, that gender-affirming care is surgical alteration of the body. The vote came on the third day of debate in which lawmakers angrily accused one another of hypocrisy and lack of collegiality early on. By Thursday, the chamber had turned somber. As some lawmakers opposed the bill, broke down in tears and pleaded with their Republican colleagues to reconsider their support for the bill. And there's a picture of two of them. The two leftists crying left Nebraska Senator Jen Day and Danielle Conrad hug on the floor of the Nebraska legislature during an emotional debate on a bill that would ban gender-affirming care. You sit there and you wonder, how could Hitler have gotten away with so much? Well, because do you think Hitler was running around going, we're going to, he was very negative about the Jews, he was very negative about the gypsies, he was very negative about his political opponents, but he wasn't saying, and now round them up and kill them. No, no, no. Dachau was the first concentration camp. I've been to Dachau. Horrible, evil place that everybody should be forced to visit. It was, look, we've got to get, these people need help. We're going to help them. These are re-education camps. These people are trying to damage the country. We need to protect you, the population, from these people. We're going to put them in here. We're going to, it's going to be fine. It's for everybody's own good. They manufactured emergencies and uh, lied about it. They bastardized the language and lied about it. And there's a certain point at which people probably should have figured out that there's a lot of people going into there and there's nobody coming out. They're not exactly producing an awful lot and the the uh, smokestack is going constantly, plus the smell. They should have figured it out. But the beginning of it, never be, uh, never underestimate what the, the human mind can deny. But the beginning of it was all this kind of language, was all this kind of crying and emotion and attempts to appeal. They're trying to harm children, say the people who are trying to physically, surgically alter children. Quote, I can't stop thinking about the parents, Senator John Fredrickson, as he said through sobs before reading a letter from a constituent who said her son would have likely taken his own life if he had not been able to get gender-affirming care as a teen. 
I love it. Uh, here's a hypothetical situation from a person who may or may not exist. Fredrickson, the first openly gay man elected to the Nebraska legislature, who cares, expressed his heartbreak at not being able to change the outcome of the vote. To my LGBTQ family, regardless of what happens today, heads up, chins up, we're survivors. They really, really want to butcher children. One of the people who desperately wants to butcher children is State Senator Megan Hunt. Meg Hunt. She really hates people who are protecting children from people like her. You know, perverts. John Wayne Gacy likely didn't didn't enjoy helicopter parents. You know, probably didn't. Um, she gave a speech. On, this is a little bit long, but I just want to give you the whole thing. She's She is one of the Democrats. Said, We're going to filibuster everything. We don't care. We will forever, ever, ever stop anything from being done legislatively, which is, frankly, Nebraska will be better off for if this passes. You protect the children and then you stop government from screwing things up going forward. That's great. Good on them. But this woman, Meg Hunt, comes through and says, now, beyond this, don't even talk to me. Don't say hello to me. Don't be nice to me. Nobody wants to be nice to her. She seems like a really unpleasant person. So if anybody was nice to her, they were faking it anyway. They don't have to pretend it. She's not attractive, so it's not like people are going to be looking at her going, she's so pretty, yet so stupid. No, they'll just go, whatever. There goes the lady. Take me off your Christmas card list. These are all these things that this uh, legislator says. You sit there and you go, well, the dude with the pink hair is a legislator. Liberal legislators are children. They are children. Yet, weirdly, none of them are butchering their bodies sexually. It's, it's bizarre. Throughout the entire course of this negotiation, let's see, today's day 49. So, you know, for the last 49 days of conversation, which with the speaker, with other legislative leaders in this body has kind of revolved around this bill, frankly, um, We've made it clear that this is a line in the sand. And people have said, well, what if we go after your bills? What if we put a bunch of bills introduced by progressives up on the agenda? Are you going to filibuster those too? Yeah. Yes, because we're not like you. We have a principle and a value that actually matters that much to us that we're willing to stand up for. This is how much this matters to us. You guys really don't get it. You really don't get that the session is over. And you're asking what precedent this sets. Is everything going to be like this now? Anytime anybody doesn't like a bill, is it going to be like this now? Subsequent motions, taking time, filibustering every bill? No. The fact that you're asking that shows me that you really don't get it, Senator Von Gillern. You really don't get it. You've crossed a line and you've gone too far. This bill harms me in an unforgivable way. And this is a line that you don't cross with me. If you cross it today, you're staying on the other side of it because you have done irreparable harm. And you're doing harm to the body and to Nebraska as well. Don't say hi to me in the hall. Don't ask me how my weekend was. Don't walk by my desk and ask me anything. Don't send me Christmas card. Take me off the list. You don't know me. We have no relationship and if you don't believe me, if you think I'm going to cool down and change my mind, you should believe me. 
No one in the world holds a grudge like me. And no one in the world cares less about being petty than me. I don't care. I don't like you. You want welcome in my space? You aren't a safe person for my child to be around? Or any child, frankly. Don't believe me? You should. No, no, we believe you. We don't care. All right. Meg Hunt. Sorry, Meg, but too bad. You'll be missed. It'll be horrible. Uh, I can't imagine she was on too many Christmas card lists to begin with, right? I mean, like, oh, no. Well, that throws everything out of whack. What am I going to do? This jackass piece of crap human being doesn't want to be my friend anymore. Oh, no, I'm not going to be invited to the Child Body Butchering Caucus's annual holiday fiesta. It's terrible. How will I sleep at night? Uh, Comfortably. Comfortably in the knowledge that I have protected children from people like this. That should be everybody's answer. I mean, honestly, how much bipartisanship, how much collegiality do you think Meg Hunt was involved in before this, right? How how much? None? Less than none? (laughs) Jeez. She's she's like the mean girls, except for the the mean girls in the movie were, you know, good-looking, popular girls. I can't imagine Meg is very popular with anybody. You're a threat to my child. You're fr- you won't let me slice body parts off of children. I swear to God, you're a master of murder. You people are. Wait a second. What? How do you? F- you won't. You won't let Kermit Gosnell continue to operate the way that he has operated in the past. Why you're a monster? How dare you? You put Charles Manson in prison. He's lovely. He's a lovely human being. You cannot be my friend anymore unless you free Tex Watson from his prison cell out there in California. All he did was murder some people at the behest of Chuck Manson. What kind of a monster would you be if you left that man in jail? Honest to God, these people are... There, there aren't words strong enough to describe who these people are, how these people are, what these people are, at least nothing that can be uttered on a family-friendly show. So whatever is in your mind for describing these people, square it, cube it, and then you're getting close. Just simply gross. So as Democrats are running around clutching their pearls, oh my goodness, you're not going to be able to butcher your children anymore. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Cause, and the Republicans on the federal level, they look, they passed the Parental Bill of Rights in the House. It's not going anywhere in the Senate. Chuck Schumer has already announced that it is dead on arrival in the United States Senate. He wants children to continue to be able to be violated in sick and grotesque, Nazi-esque ways. Oh, can you, how can you say that? Chuck Schumer is... I, look, I just tell you how it is. He's the, one, he's, he's the one you should ask. Why is it you're supporting things that, you know, Nazi doctors did, basically? And a lark in experiments on children of people they deemed to be undesirable and now sociologists have deemed to be necessary it's weird remember those uh, was it uh, i can't remember the virginia slims you come a long way baby you come a long way yeah universally condemned 
for doing this, the Nazis were. And now the new Nazis, the progress, they're all progressives, they're all leftists, are now universally cheered by the media. It's so wonderful. It's gender-affirming care. Gender-affirming care. Meanwhile, the left is losing their mind. Over in France, have you seen this? Uh, King Charles, which I think might be the first time I've said that. King Charles of England was scheduled to go over to France for whatever reason, ceremonial garbage. But he has to postpone his trip because France is on fire. France is, there are riots happening over there. It's amidst, they call it protests again. They're literally, literally burning things and fighting with, there's, they're riots. But because they are leftists, they're called protests. It's weird because when the French people, when anybody said, hey, uh, we don't really like all these illegal aliens rolling in from Syria and God knows where else, and just coming in and getting, we don't like that very much. We kind of want some protections here to make sure that we're getting not horrible people. That was oh, wildly racist, xenophobic, terrible, terrible, terrible. These weren't protests when they protested that. They were racist, anti-immigrant events or whatever. All the pejorative terms you can imagine allowed to throw at it. But if you're burning down City Hall in various parts of France, it's, hey, you know what, it's just one of them protests. Now, what are they protesting? In what, are they, what does it take to get a Frenchman off their baguettes and running out into the streets rioting? Well... Emmanuel Macron, through executive power, raised France's retirement age from 62 to 64. Yeah, is that 62 to 64? Now, you're sitting there going, we got 65 going to 67 in this country. What the hell are the French all upset about? The French are upset because they are, well, they're ahead of us, actually, is what they are. They're further down the road that Democrats want to take us down of government dependence and the belief that government owes people, the entitlement mentality. Oh, Democrats have pockets of wildly entitled people in this country, but it's not taken hold in the general population, just certain areas. And then you talk about, oh, we've got to maybe stop spending ourselves bankrupt out in California. And they go, no, 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 no. You can't do that. And they go absolutely crazy. And then San Francisco goes, $5 million per black person should make good for reparations, right? Please, please stop. That sort of garbage. But most people, most Americans recognize this as garbage. They aren't fully indoctrinated yet to the left-wing belief that the government is the provider of all that is good and of uh, sustenance. People, they exist to serve government, and then government will take care of you. Don't worry about taking care of yourself. We're getting there. We're not there yet. But in France, they're there. That's why anything, they're like, well, we're going broke. We got to try and do something else. And they go, no, you can't take away my benefits. I don't want to work two extra years. 64 ain't that old. Two years ain't that much. Because the alternative is your government goes bankrupt or you get taxed more or whatever. A worse economy than France already has because of their high rate of uh, taxes. 
permanent 10, 12% unemployment. Is that cool with you? Of course, selfishly, and you see this a lot in the Democratic Party in this country, it's not them who are directly hurting. So impose hurt on somebody else so that I don't have to take a haircut. Tax the hell out of people who are working so that I don't have to work two more years. I don't want to work until I'm 64. You're going to live a lot longer. I want to quit now. Well, it's, uh, I don't really care that Paris, that France is burning, that French are rioting. It is kind of funny, though. There, I watched a video this morning of Emmanuel Macron, the president of France. He was on some television. It's all in French. I have no idea what he was saying. I, I couldn't care less what he was saying. The caption of it, though, was that he was wearing an 80,000 euro watch. That's got to be a hell of a watch. Probably a gold uh, Rolex or something like that, or a Patek Philippe or Philippe Patek or whatever the hell it is. And um, he's on television. And at a certain point, you can watch it. You don't need to speak English to get this. It's hilarious. You see, he's got a watch on. And then he sees that he's got a watch on. And he knows that he's talking about the plight of the poor in regards to his executive order. He's trying to calm down the riots. And he sees he's got this watch on. And he puts his hand, he becomes like a little kid. You ever seen a little kid sitting at a desk or a table getting scolded for misbehavior? You probably see it less frequently now, but there was. What does a kid do? The kid got their hands under the table. They kind of slouch and they, they, they just, they shrink. They become small. When you, when an adult takes their hands off the table and puts them under the table, they shrink too, just like that kid did. And it's bizarre to see because politicians don't often, in media appearances on television, try to make themselves look small. So you're sitting there. They've been trained for everything. Don't point. Use your thumb. That kind of thing. You see him shrink like that. And then you see him reach over to the right. And then his hands are back up and his watch is gone. It's really, it's absolutely hilarious. This gold expensive watch i don't know that it was eighty thousand euros or whatever but he it was a clearly a emmanuel macron is a wealthy man and he's not going to be wearing a, a, a timex takes a licking and keeps on let me just wind my watch. no that ain't it so it's very bizarre to see and he did and then he's taken off his watch and he sets his watch down on the side under there's a table on the side under the the main table where they are and then he's back up like nobody would notice that he's gone because he's talking about the poor he's a man of the left he's a man who cares very deeply about the poor uh, and then thanks to his man, man bad management of him and his party they've got to screw over the poor had two more years of work for them, which I don't really have a lot of sympathy for, but still, they're the people who overpromised. They're the people who are underdelivering. He recognizes that if he's sitting there with this chunk of gold watch, whatever it costs, probably not the best thing. Marie Antoinette sitting there eating piles of cake while the peasants outside are starving to death. And she says, well, let them eat cake. I don't see. Look at all the cakes we have here. I'm on uh, America's next baker or France's next best baker or whatever. I don't understand why they just don't make themselves cakes. 
They don't have enough bread? Let the cake be eaten. (laughs) Meanwhile, our president, Joseph Robinette Biden, Jr. III, is up in Canada. The sad thing is he's coming back. He did, uh, in a photo op with the uh, the son of Fidel Castro up there. He did say, I, I'm not coming back, which is fine. Fine. He actually probably, if we had an honest media, he wouldn't be allowed to leave the country, not because he's senile, but because there would be a thorough criminal investigation ongoing about his family and him and their ties to various countries and various influence peddling schemes. And if he left the country, he might be a flight risk. But we don't have an honest media, so he was just joking that he wasn't coming back. But honestly, even if he were under criminal investigation, I'd say you're fine, Joe. Don't come back. We'll call it we'll call it a draw. By not having you in this country anymore, it's well worth it. It's a fair trade. <laughs> But he was sitting around with the Canadian Governor General and the Governor General's wife and the Reverend Dr. Jill Biden. Jill starts off as, well, it's been a really warm because of global warming in the United States. And then they just go from there. There's four old people sitting around talking about the weather. Well, it's been really warm because of global warming in the United States. So. Yeah, it's a strange winter. Yeah, it is. It didn't get cold right away. It was pretty mild for most of the winter, and then it got really cold in February. Uh-huh. On the West Coast, a great deal of rain and a lot of forest fires. I mean, we got a tough, a tough year. More of our forest has burned to the ground this year than the entire state of Maryland. That's how much it was. Oh boy, more. Well, Maryland's a pretty small state, and liberal states do not allow for the clearing out of underbrush, which is you know the fuel that burns down these. But forest fires happen, believe it or not. Swear to God, long before the SUV was invented. I'm not kidding. I'm not, but it's it's just four old people sitting around talking about the weather. Like what? Yeah, no, that's what that's what this presidency is. It's four old people sitting around going, "Well, it's a hot one today." You ain't kidding. It's a hot one today. It's a crummy one today. Oh man, it's terrible. Oh, t- double terrible. Meanwhile, the White House is in a little bit of disarray. This from the uh, New York Post. Two former White House officials said President Biden is frustrated with Vice President Kamala Harris's performance, even if he remains committed to keeping her as a running mate in 2024, a new report reveals. The 80-year-old Biden, who has gone out of his way to praise Harris in recent public remarks, reportedly has griped about his number two's reluctance to take on risky assignments. Quote, A point of tension in their relationship is that I don't think that the president sees her as somebody who takes anything off his plate due to fear of messing up, end quote, one former White House official told Reuters. 
Fear of messing. The, the sign of a really bad leader is I don't want to make a decision because if I make a decision, I'll be held accountable for it. I don't want to do anything because if I do something, then I suddenly become responsible for it. I don't want that. Well, that's that's problematic. When it the vice president is, it's a crummy job. I get it. It's supposed to be you take care. You do whatever the president tells you to do. You, this is your job. Take you handle this issue that I don't really care about, or something that could blow back. That's your job. You are the the spit guard on the salad bar for an administration. That's it. Here, handle the border, and if it blows up, we can say we didn't do it. It was you, All right? Well. Competent people would then go, all right, I'm going to handle the border. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fix the problem or address the problem or acknowledge the problem or whatever. Instead, she runs around going, I haven't been to Europe yet either. So I don't see what the problem. Look, I went to the border. What more do you want? No, you went to Hawaii and stood on the the edge of the beach. This is the border of Hawaii. That way is Mexico. We're all good. It's the same thing. Another former White House official told the wire service that Biden, already the oldest president ever, intends to seek a second term in part because he's concerned that Harris may not be able to beat former President Donald Trump, who is seeking the GOP nomination. Quote, if he did not think she was capable, he would not have picked her. But it is a question of cons- of consistency, rise uh, ri- consistently rising to the occasion, that former official said. I think he's his running for re-election is less about her and more about him, but I do think that she and the Democratic bench are a factor. Really is an amazing accomplishment for a party to have the White House, the Senate, the House for two the first two years of an administration, roughly half the governor's mansions, all of media. So, you know, as Donald Trump proved in 2016, you don't have to come from the elected political world to win the presidency or even make a viable bid for the presidency. You have all of this and all of the people in Hollywood who think they are God's gift to politics and God's gift to progressivism. They have all of those people and they have such a weak field. Think about it. Who else are viable candidates on the Democratic side? There are people who think of themselves as viable candidates. Secretary Mayor Pete thinks of himself as a viable candidate. He does. As big of a joke as that is, as people still look for baby formula, while Secretary Mayor Pete is neck deep in it with his kids. But he believes it. It's only because he's gay. The only reason he's Secretary of Transportation is because he's gay. Let's just be honest about it. He has no background in it. The closest thing he came to a transportation issue as mayor of South Bend, Indiana, was the installation of bicycle paths. And he screwed that up. Cost overruns, problems, getting it done logistically. That's what he did. Congratulations. Who else is there? What are name it Kamala Harris, Secretary Mayor Pete, and you got Gavin Newsom out in California. Who else do you have in the Democratic bench? Gavin Newsom is terrible. Who else do you have? Nobody. All right, that's about enough for today, I should say, ladies and gentlemen, except for the final bit of business, the book, the winner of the book this 
week is a guy named Mark. I assume I guess you can't assume that anymore. Although I'm going to go ahead and assume that this crowd, uh, you can uh, assume things. A guy named Mark Clegg. Clegg, Clagg, congratulations. Mark, you have a message for me somewhere. And however it is that you get messages, unless it's exclusively carrier pigeons, asking for your address. So congratulations. You wanted the Michelle Malkin book. So it is written. So it shall be done. It is yours. That means Ivanka Trump returns this week and is joined by Mike Huckabee. God's guns, grits, and gravy. That's right. Mike Huckabee versus Ivanka Trump. Your uh, decision will um, decide the fate for the rest of your year. Not really. Anyway, go to patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com to enter. I appreciate everybody who does that, supports the show, listens to the show, and just exists. Thank you for that. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great one.